Philadelphia Dirtbags. We are back with a big, big episode. Uh, my name is Luke Eggerbrotten, and we've got Mr. Luke Payne in studio. How's it going, man? Cheers, brother. It is going good. I am actually out of studio and in a new studio today. I am actually at the office recording tonight because we have a couple special guests with us tonight, don't we, Luke? couple special guests that uh, puts it very lightly. We have literally our better halves. Um, my wife, Olivia Eggerbrotten, joins us in studio. And Luke, your wife, Riley Payne, in studio. Here we go. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers to you too. How do you guys feel being on the dirt bags? I know Riley kind of at the beginning was like, Luke, I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I to do. I'm like, I've never been on a podcast oh, before. Just, just have fun. Oh, I'm excited. So this is your first podcast ever? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on a podcast before. So I'm excited. All right. Well, we got you on a good one here. So yeah. uh, Luke, I, I've already been thinking of title ideas, but um, dirtbags and dirtbagettes, something like that. But I know we've kind of been using that term and I think it's stuck. I, I like the dirtbagettes. I like the dirtbagettes, but I also like the better halves. That's good too. That yeah. actually, yeah, that, damn it. <laughs> I think you got that. We'll, we'll have that conversation. Yeah, we'll have the conversation at the end, um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what makes it. And you know, we were talking to earlier, uh, Brandon, our producer. He has just been crushing it for us lately, staying yeah. up late, getting the episodes out. If you guys have noticed, uh, we've been putting out a couple bonus episodes. So we've been doing the Q and A episodes, Luke. I've really enjoyed doing that and just like putting out more content. Um, the last episode we recorded, though, you said let's do something different let's have our wives on our better halves like let's get their perspective their viewpoints uh, i know we have a lot of listeners and you know just for for our demographic it it's about 95 percent male um but a lot of them are married and they they are very supportive in their business as well so i think this is a great great podcast uh for you and i to dive into with our wives and just to you know really get their side of the story as well I agree. I've actually never heard a podcast of like the, I don't want to say like the opposite side, but like your better half side, right? Everybody hears our side, but nobody hears, you know, what they have to go through too, because putting up with us obviously is no easy task. I think both of these two women sought in Vegas, especially at the stratosphere or wherever. Yeah. Stratosphere got out of hand. I mean, we, yeah. we had to go hatless yeah, they didn't even everything. With us at the table. And, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, Riley, I was gonna ask you. Um, has Luke ever let somebody pay for his meal besides like a salesman? No, honestly, I know he's a tough one, and he'll do it so secretively too. Like you won't even know, and the server will come at the end and be like, "All right, you know, have a good night." And everyone's like, "Wait a second, I didn't even get my bill." So I don't know. He's secret, and you gotta you gotta fight him for it, really. Yeah, Liv, you're gonna have to check me into the emergency room there that night because I I had my it. card in the server's hand, and when he came over to uh, run it, I think Luke caught wind of it, and he almost uh, he almost put me in my place. Yeah, <laughs> sit down. No, it was a little was more fun. aggressive than that. It was a little bit more aggressive than that, but we don't have to relive that. That was like a you had to be in the moment type thing. Yeah, but um. Yeah. So Luke, I, I know kind of what we want to do here is, um, first of all, I think an introduction would be necessary uh, for people listening. You know, they've heard enough of us, but uh, getting to know um, our wives a little bit better. So um, 
Liv, my beautiful wife here in studio with the glass of wine, a little Sauvignon Blanc. I actually decided to go with the same. I usually go with the glass of whiskey, but I'm going to channel my inner, uh, my inner wine guy here. So plus we're um, out of whiskey. So I think that might yeah, be the actually, real no, that's what it was. <laughs> Luke and I, or I guess I, it was just me. Uh, I finished it on our last podcast. And so we got to make a grocery run, but, um, for anyone who doesn't know, um, my wife, Olivia and I, uh, we just, uh, celebrate our third year anniversary and we live in, uh, Gilbert, Arizona right now, but we are originally from, uh, where Luke and essentially Riley are from, uh, it's up North. Yep. I'm from Fargo. Yep. Okay, cool. So Fargo is about 45 minutes, uh, West of Detroit lakes, but we all grew up in the same area and, uh, yeah, live. I mean, we've been together about nine years now, so you've kind of seen, you know, from the high school days through college, through, you know, post-college and running into business and all this stuff. But, um, you know, I've also seen everything and been a part of everything in your life too. And I think that's even more exciting is like how much you've grown, but how much we've grown together as well. Yeah. I think, um, just looking back at, we just went on this, uh, trip to Michigan we were chatting with some friends about, uh, all the different phases that you go through in a relationship, especially once you've been either like dating or married for a while. And now getting to look back at nine years of that, there's quite the uh, evolution that has occurred from, I think when I, when we first started dating, uh, I think I was 17. So it <laughs> Luke must have been 19 then. I, I was, uh, I just turned 19. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Is that legal? That's not legal. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> Moving <Okay>. on. <laughs> the point yeah. is uh, just scrawny, awkward little like teenagers. Um, I, personally speaking, of oh. uh, the evolution to nowadays of uh, going through college together. Well, different colleges. Luke went to MSU Mankato and I went to uh, University of Nebraska. Um, but both had those like individual like phases where we got to get to know ourselves and kind of learn, um, you know, new areas, get to know new friends and then get first phase of getting married together. And then we moved down to Arizona. Um, so just a lot of different like phases of life and we're still so young. So there's a lot more phases to, to see, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to do it all together. Yeah. And we also don't have kids yet. And so Luke and Riley, you know, we talk about that all the time of like, you know, we're, we're excited to have kids and it's just, it's like that next chapter. And so, you know, I'm, we've talked about it before too. And I'm just curious to hear from your guys' perspective too. Like, you know, that the children part probably came a little earlier than you expected. And so just like, talk a little bit more about that. And Riley, I'd like to hear more about, you know, just, little bit more about you and introduction before you dive into that. But, uh, cause early on in Luke and I's business careers, uh, we were going to, you know, strike this big deal together. And then he called me, he's like, Luke, I'm gonna have to put this on hold. I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, we didn't have so many, like we didn't start in high school and then college. And now the adult world, we, we're kind of, I guess, at the end of college, Luke, I think, is where we kind of last year. Yeah, met yeah. and started dating. And I think we were together for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and then we found out that we were pregnant. 
And so that was like a huge step, obviously. Luke, how old were you, right? You were okay. So I was just gonna do that. I was twenty six. So I mean, that's not, you you know, that's. I was nineteen. Stop. No, you were not nineteen. No, I was. I think I was twenty three. Luke twenty three. Yes. So he is younger than I am. Um. So, but still young. Like that's super young to you know just get that you like thrown into that. So we found out we were pregnant. Um, and we just kind of had a conversation of, okay, what's next? What are we going to do? Um, and so, yeah, we had only been together about a year and a half. Um, and then I started working for a home builder in town. Um, and Luke, you had your nine to five as well as also trying to build your business. And at the time, I feel like you had your skid steer and you were grading yards, right? Kind of like where you started out. And so we both kind of had like our nine to five jobs. Um, and we had Lila, um, moved in together and we had to start navigating kind of how to go from there and where we would like kind of fit in and who, you know, was going to be doing what. And it kind of, you know, I fell into the role of being the mom and being at home and doing the home things and the the child things. And Luke was, you know, kind of doing the work thing. So even kind of at the beginning of that, we just kind of started in that flow too. Um, and then we continued to later on decide that I maybe was just going to stay at home. Um, and then because Luke's your business kind of started to grow really quick and rapidly too. And you're like, I have so much to do on this side. I can't really do a lot of stuff at home. I don't know my schedule. I don't know when I'm going to be home, you know, kind of thing. So that's kind of how we started and how we ended up where we're at too, is he took off really quickly. And I was lucky to be able to take on my role as a mom um, and be at home and raise her in that way. So yeah, that's, that's so very cool. light. Let me elaborate on that a little bit. So, okay, there. Here's my side of it, and Luke and Olivia, I don't want to take the limelight up here, but so Riley and I got pregnant in 2019. I started in 2018, right? It was towards the end of 2019, going into 2020. Um, I remember when I had just started. My shop was my house. I pulled my skid steer. I kicked my roommate out of his garage spot because I'm like, I'm putting this here. Sorry, like you're you're out. Um, who was your roommate at the time i was connor collins that had that oh, spot. <laughs> <laughs> yep so he can no longer park in the garage i parked the trailer on the street and riley and i were dating um and i remember we would always drive through cat i'd make her drive through the dealership with me and i'd be like oh right someday i'm gonna have it it was like a 316 excavator was like wow. one day i'm gonna have one of those always so, riley had been with me basically since the beginning from when i started yeah um and then obviously we got pregnant and we, we had some struggles with our pregnancy. Like I was a shitty boyfriend at the time. I've, I've grown a lot from that now, but I mean, from being so young and not understanding, you know, a lot. Yeah. Thank God she stuck with me. Yeah. But, well, and we definitely both grew a lot, like from the beginning of our relationship, being young kids in college and, you know, just those like dumb little fights that you would get in and like all those things, it really like took us for like a 180 of what really mattered and mm-hmm. we definitely we definitely struggled like when I was pregnant of like we even had conversations you know like are we gonna stay together even you know like it was it was a lot we both weren't expecting it we both 
weren't ready. I don't know if anyone is technically really ready when you find out you're pregnant, but we were like, wow, this is going to be a huge thing. And not only our relationship, but our, our lives separately too. So we both grew, I think a lot, but we did. And we'll dive into some of those details later. But... Yeah, it's, well, I, I want to touch on that a little bit more here because it's interesting. Like, Bradley, do you think your relate? Do you guys think you would have grown up if you didn't have Lila as far as like in your relationship? I know it's so weird to think about who knows where we would be now. I yeah. mean, together a year and a half, of course, you're like always thinking, oh, yeah, you know, you date together to either forever to break up, you know, you don't there's really no in between. And at the time, of course, we're like, I really like you. So yeah, I mean, we'll continue this. I don't know if we really had like marriage talks at that time. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's so interesting to think about where we would be if we wouldn't have had Lila, if we'd, you know, be together, make it or still get married. And yeah, I don't know. It's really crazy to think about, but yeah, like- if, if, if he'd still be hanging around, if you kept him around, but, um, right, exactly. funny, funny story about your wedding, uh, so, you know, Liv and I came up in, in uh, Fargo for that and packed my, my wedding outfit. And I was like, all right, I know I'm going to, I'm going to like my favorite look, I'm going to go my black shirt, my black pants, my black tie, little tie clip, and then black suit coat. And I show up to the church and the wedding and here come like all the groomsmen and Luke walking down the aisle. They're wearing the same exact thing as I am. So I like threw my tie off, threw it in the truck and I came back out and I was like, all right, I gotta, I think I gotta change or something, but it's um, such a beautiful wedding. And I, I wanted to bring that you up too. You should in the bridal party. Yeah, I, honestly, should. I was thinking about it. Yeah. A couple extra bush lights for me in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been so cool. Like, uh, you know, how all four of our relationships have really mended through the years because, you know, Luke, you and I were like friends. We played sports together in, in high school, but then we, broke up not broke apart but we did college did our other things and then uh, when business came around then we really connected and that's when we really became close friends and business partners um but then riley i uh knew you well before you were dating luke as well and even before i knew olivia actually now that i think about it um i gotta and, hear this story i did not know this yeah i mean it was, story, I was but... yeah it was, high school maybe I don't even remember but yeah we had um hung out multiple times like similar friend groups uh with like you know um I think you're a couple grades older than me or one grade older and so a lot of overlap there but um yeah and then just to see now how like all four of us get together and we're talking about like business family friendships like all this stuff and we're traveling to con expo together and like and doing all this it's just it's so cool to see and I'm excited to um, hopefully get you guys down, uh, to Michigan for the, that little Valentine's day septic Valentine's day. conference. Pack your bags, girls. We got the Valentine's day suites with a little jacuzzi in the room that fits one person. So be ready. I'm it's excited. Cool. Every girl's dream to go to a septic conference over Valentine's <laughs> day. Valentine's day. I agree. Yeah. So shout out to Dervin and Jason. I mean, I know they're listening right now. Um, I don't know if it's actually official Luke, so uh Darren yeah. let me know if I need to cut this part out yeah, but, um, that, but if it is official we'll keep it in but yeah we're planning on bringing uh bringing you guys to Michigan for the septic tank conference it's right over Valentine's Day if anyone else is in the area come on out we've got the heart hot tub in our room it'll be a good time absolutely we're actually sharing a room too so right budget yeah. cuts budgets were tight sorry girls 
Um, but anyway, Luke and Olivia, I kind of want to get into some nitty gritty with you two here. Um, Luke, when? So you guys started dating when? Um, yeah, so I had just graduated high school. Actually, our this is kind of a funny story. So uh, Olivia is one grade younger than me. Um, mm-hmm. So I just graduated high school and we had just started talking, just kind of met. And our first date, I had invited her to my grad party. And so, nice. and uh, you know, so she met me, but she also Your met my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my cousins, Billy Bob, Billy Joe, Billy Jim, like the whole crew. And, but honestly, after it, I was like, that's probably the way to do it. Like if she finds out my family's crazy, which they kind of are, uh, then she'll just kind of go her other way. But she stuck around and then I was like, okay, I mean, she's the one. There, there's something there then. But uh, yeah, I mean, Liv, then we, you know, two months later, I went to Mankato, which is a college five hours south of Detroit Lakes. And we we're then long distance for about four and a half years we dated, um, and which then led to Liv, you going to Nebraska and then studying abroad in Australia. Yeah, so I can pick it up from there. I um I was in school in Nebraska for three years for undergrad and then convinced Luke and we graduate at the same time from college. So convinced Luke to come down as I went and got my master's. So that was the first time that we actually lived in the same area um, when we were both living in Omaha and I was going to school. And then um, shortly after that, we got engaged and got married right in the heart of COVID in 2020. Um, so that was an adventure in itself, but then, um, and then in, and Luke started phaser in 2019. So it was kind of all happening around that time when, um, I graduated from my master's in December of 2020 and then started job searching everywhere. I applied to over a hundred jobs. I think it was like 113 or something. Um, as you can imagine, uh, 2020 was not like the prime time to be on the job search. Um, but we were really just trying to figure out like where we wanted to be. We wanted someplace that was a big enough city with a lot of job opportunities and professional opportunities. Um, someplace that was warmer and someplace that had some cool things to do outside. Um, so either like mountains, ocean, something like that. So Phoenix was one of the areas that we were kind of narrowing it down to. And that's where I ended up getting the job that I'm at right now, um, which is um, a talent partner for Carvana. So kind of a um, an HR role, but more of like the strategy and like cool part of HR. Um, so a lot of uh, the, fun part. the fun part. Yeah. Um, and And that's what brought us down to Arizona. And at that time, um, before I got that job, Luke was working at orthodontics practice as their marketing director. And while he was starting to build up phaser. So it was a actually kind of a big jump for, for him, for both of us to make that move down to Arizona for me to start my, um, career job and for him to go full-time with phaser, um, because we were going from two incomes to one also moving across many States at the same time and, uh, moving where we didn't have any family at the time. So it was a lot of change at once, but, um, I think it provided the, a 
a good, almost like security net maybe for Luke. We had benefits through my job, like insurance, things like that, that we needed. So it allowed, I think, I mean, Luke, you can jump into, but like allowed more freedom and maybe more, um, ability for you to just like dive in headfirst into phaser at that time without having to worry about taking out a ton of money out of the business and, and, uh, kind of starving it from that, but you could really grow it more organically and, um, at the pace that you wanted it to, because we had another, uh, income that we could rely on. Yeah, it absolutely was huge. It was pivotal because I'm a guy and Luke, you know, this I'm very conservative. Like I don't, I don't like debt. I like to grow slow. I like to I'm gonna stop you right there and give a story about Luke on him being stingy. Oh, he didn't want to pay for an extra carry-on bag for a suit. So he wore his suit on the fucking airplane. Luke, I, I've done this that at least 10 times. That is the funniest <laughs> story I've ever heard you. I think it was, it was at the phaser gala. You didn't, yeah. yeah, you wore your suit on the plane. Anyway, sorry to cut you off, but it, that is just Luke to a T. It's kind of twofold. I get compliments, like, and it's like 7 a.m. on a flight. And then, you uh, look nice for your flight. They're like, wow, Mr. F- You're not sitting in first class. I'm like, no, I don't have a carry on. Like, ah, <laughs> I get it. This is more out of necessity. Not You're just one of look, those guys. Okay. Not just to look nice. I'm like, yeah, it's a little, it's going to be a little wrinkly by the end here. Um, I think both of us have gotten almost like it's been like almost like a pride thing like we don't want we want to like care or travel as light as possible so neither of us ever if we're flying one of the economy or you know airlines which are like our go-tos of like spirit frontier allegiant that they don't offer carry-on we just go with what we can fit in a backpack yeah yeah Um, they'll put me in the luggage compartment before I pay for a seat (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah. So kind of going into what Liv was just saying about, you know, the business, and I want to give some context on the numbers too, because, um, you know, so I was full-time working a job, building up phaser on the side, you know, Luke, we had you as a client, we had a few other excavation companies, uh, garage door company, some things like that. And, uh, as clients and, you know, got to a point where, you know, Liv got this job, it's August, 2021, been running it for two years, hadn't ever taken a penny out and had probably like seven or eight grand in like the business account. And so it's like for a business, you know, it it's not a ton, but it's also like, I, okay, now I could actually make a decision if I were to go full time, like we could probably make this happen. Um, but to Liv's point too, it's like, I, I didn't want to just pay myself all the money that we had just worked up and like, and I could see the vision of like, I think we can keep going and, and get there, but I just don't want to exhaust the business. And so um, she got this great job at Carvana and benefits and everything. And I knew that with, with my job, so I had a decent job and she had a couple good jobs too, but then she got a raise. And so I figured, okay, that's the time where I should lower my cost and you know go full time as she just got an increase, um, to prevent that lifestyle inflation. So, uh, we did that, went full time and August 13th, 2021, I paid myself my first paycheck and it was 500 bucks. And from there, every two weeks I'd pay myself $500. So essentially my salary was a thousand bucks a month, $12,000 a year, which if you do quick math, you're like, you just can't make it in Arizona like that. But at, at the time we knew we had rent, for free for four months. Liv had a great job. 
we could kind of cut in some areas. We just had a wedding. So we had some wedding cash we're sitting on. We're like, okay, let's, let's take this opportunity and like, see if we can turn it into something. Um, but hands down could not have done it without Liv's job, her support, her encouragement. Um, at no point did I ever feel like even questioned. Uh, I felt like she trusted my vision and like what we were doing and what we were trying to build. Uh, I think emotionally that would have been very difficult if she was doubting me because Luke, as you know, too, like sometimes doubt creeps up as you're like stuck in the bills and you're like, everything's kind of crashing down each one day at a time. And, um, to have that support, you know, from you live just kept me going and, uh, you know, kept everything going to now where it's like, we can just operate freely and like, really do what we want to do in business and, and I guess in our life. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it, um, that's a good point. Like it was definitely a joint decision of like, okay, we're doing this. Okay. Yep. We're doing this. Like it's a, um, definitely not, uh, just on one person to like make it work or to like, okay, like, you know, better have a, you know, get a raise from $12,000 a year by, you know, this date or something like that. Like that wouldn't be the right way to go about it. And and for us, I think it's always been a team effort of like, how, how are we going to make, it's almost like we're in a business together, even though obviously marriages are much more um, complex and I would say like important than that, but it definitely is like a, a partnership similar to um, one in business that you have to figure out like, okay, I mean, like um, Luke and Riley, like you were both just talking about how you kind of distribute the responsibilities of a marriage and and how that works. And it's, um, there's a lot of parallels, I think that you can draw from the business world too, of how, how do you make decisions together? And it's, it's like a 50, 50 partnership and continuing to figure out like, okay, I've got a lot on my plate right now. Like how, or are you, you and how can I help with that? Or, um, here's a decision that's, it's a business decision, but we're making it together because it's part of our lives and like our business together, even though it's, it's Luke business. But, um, I think for us, that's made it a lot easier and it's, it's been more fun for me too. So it's not just like, um, you know, Luke goes and like does all of his things and I'm not like paying attention to it or, or part of it. Like I, I think we definitely treat it as like, this is, um, this is something that we can still do together and learn from each other and lean on each other through it. So, um, yeah, I'm curious too, like, uh, Luke and Riley, you were saying like the, um, the, what that decision was of, um, you know, Riley, you're going to take on the, the probably more strenuous job of being a full-time mom and, and then allowing Luke to really focus on the business and not, um, have as many responsibilities at home. And, and you, you know, kind of glossed over that, but I feel like that's probably a pretty big decision that you had to make. Like, what did that look like? Yeah. It wasn't an easy decision either. Like when we decided that I was, I, like I said, I worked for a home builder and it maybe just wasn't the best fit for me and like my type of personality. Um, so we kind of made the decision for me to actually, I was going to work for Luke P (laughs) my husband at home, um, and kind of help him with the day-to-day stuff there. Um, Lila was still going to daycare at that time. Um, and then 
there was, we just didn't, there's something kind of that was happening with the daycare, not necessarily like with Lila specifically, but something we just didn't agree on there. Um, and I just didn't feel comfortable bringing her back home. And so, or bringing her back to the daycare. So, um, Luke we can get like, into well, the details of it. Riley no. witnessed Come on. something the like very traumatic as she was bringing Lila into the daycare. We got to hear uh, it. Like very traumatic. Like, yeah. I, I won't I won't go into the details of that because that that's actually pretty bad. But it was it was very shocking to where like the police had to be called. There was yeah, and like I know, said, it wasn't anything with Lila directly. Thank God. Yeah, um, the and the but it was, was someone else and someone else's child, and I didn't like how the daycare handled it, and it just seemed like it was kind of glossed over. And I just had this like pit, and I was just like Luke, I like I can't bring her back. Like I just can't. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, let's have you stay home, and I was like are you sure? Like, that's kind of like a huge deal. Like, can we make that work? Can you make that work? Like on all, on all of that. So we did decide that I was going to stay home and that wasn't like an easy role to actually just like fit into though either. Um, because you think of like a child or like where you're 50, 50, like you should like still be like helping me with her, you know, but then again, on the flip side, I kind of had to get into mentality of him also thinking, well, our bills are 50 50 like our house we both live in this house we both do these things and I am taking 100% of role on that and not that I take 100% role of Lila but I do you know a lot with her throughout the day and throughout the night um and so you kind of have to think because you don't see each other's day to day you don't see like he doesn't see how tough it is sometimes <laughs> if you know our child she's really energetic and she's super fun to be around but she's a lot um, and so he doesn't see our day today, but I also don't see the stuff he deals with every day either and all the crap that goes down on his side. So it's communication is huge. And at first that wasn't easy to fit into. We did have some like we did have some fights about stuff and, well, and almost, that communication. Well, we did. And he's a quiet guy. He doesn't like to talk about the things that go wrong in his day. He just takes it and just deals with it silently. He's not like a talker about it. And I like to voice those things and say, oh my gosh, like here's my day. Like this was tough. Um, and he just kind of takes it and, and I don't see that stuff because he doesn't really talk about it unless I really ask him about it and push him to tell me about it. Um, so that was kind of hard at first. We did get into some fights about sometimes I think in those roles, someone may feel they're doing more than the other, um, which isn't necessarily the case. You're both doing a lot just in totally different realms of each other. So being able to like come to that realization and like thinking, okay, he's also dealing with so much stuff or like, okay, she's also dealing with a lot of stuff just completely differently has really like helped. And like communication has really helped us like fall into those roles and like be get into our groove of kind of me being the at home and him being the the working dad. So it wasn't easy, but. Luke, I've got a question for both Riley and Olivia kind of based off both of their answers. So obviously our podcast is driven mostly by the male audience. In your two's perspective, what are a couple things that us males need to understand better when it comes to like, you know, just, I'll say operating the partnership of marriage, right? What, 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 what do you guys see that men can improve on? Oh, that, that's a, that's a big question. Here we go. That's a big question. Buckle up. Here we <laughs> go. Um, I know Luke, you've seen it, but uh, Luke and Riley, have you guys seen the Barbie movie? Okay. I have. No. Okay. Luke <laughs> has not. 
Luke P has not seen it. I have seen it. Luke E probably has. I actually have. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I, I bring that up, which I, it's, it's funny. It's a really funny movie. Um, but I think it kind of brings some things to light that we can like poke fun about, but there's also like, I think at the root of it, it's like, there's, there's a lot of pressure on everyone, but I think women have a unique, uh, it's just different. Like men have different pressures on them and women have different pressures on, on them. And this is very, very general. Um, cause I know there's, um, you know, every single person is very unique, but I think in general, there are some, um, pressures that are unique to women that it is, if you're in a, you know, a, uh, a partnership in a marriage or just a relationship and you're, you know, hoping to get to a marriage at one point, there's a lot of ways you can support each other. And there's something that, um, our marriage, uh, counselor or our, um, uh, our pastor, when you're going through premarital counseling, was walking through uh, with us about how marriage is like the number one way to uh, kill a marriage is to always think that it's 50-50 because you need to be thinking like, no, it's 100-100. Like I'm going to give 100% into this and I'm going to do everything that I can to make this work. And I'm not going to be expecting that someone to meet me 50 50 every single time because that's just like not the reality and also you have two very different perspectives you know Riley like you were just talking about how um you don't get to see the other person's day and you don't get to you know understand exactly what kind of interactions they're having with other people or like stresses that they have or pressures that they feel from other people but um and I feel like this isn't even just like within marriage but just you know relationships in general is noticing that there's um uh, like everyone's living their own story every day. And, um, if you're constantly expecting them to give what your perception of 50% is that day, like that's not going to be sustainable, um, because that can't be met every single day. Um, so I feel like that's one piece, um, or I guess like marriage advice that, that I heard from our pastor that I think, uh, I think about a lot still to this day. Riley, what do you have? <laughs> I love that. Actually, I've never heard that. And that's so true. And even how you said your version of even 50% or even a hundred percent, those are so different too, that, yeah, it, I would say communication is like the biggest thing and not even like for, for like guys, just for girls too. And especially in a partnership, is huge. And I, I still always have said that is like our number. That's like the number one thing I feel in a relationship. That's like so important because that just gets everything out on the table. Like your both your points across and you can like fully understand each other so much better and how each other works and like what that other person needs and what they don't need. And I just feel like communication is just like what I feel like everybody could work on a little bit better. Good advice. Good yeah. advice. You too. Way to go. Dang, Luke, I think we're going to be replaced here uh, as podcast hosts. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. These two are going to start their own podcast called the you Dirt Baguettes. The Dirt Baguettes. The Big Weddies. The Dirt Bag Weddies. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I love that. I think, Luke, I'm, I'm almost curious to hear this from, from you because uh, we, we get to know a lot of guys. And, and when I say guys, I do mean like pr- predominantly males that are 
19 to 23 years old. Like they're not quite married, of course. And they're uh, just so excited about business. And in this case, the excavation world or the landscaping world, like how do, how would you as a married guy? And I guess myself, like give them advice on like the importance of business, but also maybe the importance of like being a little bit more well-rounded and not just focusing hammered down on business, but like, you know, there's other things at play, like your faith, your relationships, your family, your, your business, like financial goals, all that stuff. I, that is a very good question, Luke. And I have a very kind of one-sided answer to that. I put family, faith, and honestly, myself to the back seat. Right. The only thing that really mattered, I feel like, say, when I was from 20 years old to even now, it was all about making money. I did not care. And I told this to so many people. I don't care what I'm doing. As long as I'm making money, I'll be happy. And Riley obviously saw that. Um, we saw that in our relationship. We saw that when Lila was born. I was just kind of like, this is not not an obstacle. You know, it was it was this is what we have your part of it with me, let's figure it out. But I didn't really give an option uh, or an alternative, right? It was just, I have this company to grow. That is what I'm doing. You know, if you're with me, it's going to benefit you is kind of my immature mentality of what I had. So from the young man standpoint, if you are in a situation like that, take a step back because it is very important to to understand that you are not the most important person in the world, right? Your actions take place to a lot of other people and you need to be present for those people. You need to be present for yourself. That will help you be more present in your business. I feel like too. Yeah. Luke, one thing that's really helped me and um, this is, you know, probably a couple of years ago is when I really started getting into it is surrounding myself with other business leaders in my same industry and then just talking to them about things other than business. Like you can only talk about business for so long. And then you're just like, do you like, do you like to snowboard or yeah, like, like sports do you, or do you like to do anything else? Yeah. And then you, you start talking about like, your backyard. Yeah. You, yeah. You start talking about like their family. You start like asking about like their siblings and stuff. And then you realize like, oh, there's like more than just this guy's business to him. Yeah or her and you really start to figure out like oh this is really cool like you can do these other things and have a successful business and that's what really fueled me and ultimately it was like seemed the more that i worked on the other areas of my life uh the business just kept succeeding because of that you know the further i worked on my faith and my spirituality my emotional health my physical health even uh all of these factors, my relationship with Olivia, my family. Uh, if I like to travel, I'm going to try and travel because I know that I really enjoy doing that. I, I don't need to, in my opinion, tell myself that you don't deserve to travel. Like we'll figure it out kind of. And I think that's where our sharp budgeting budget airlines comes from is like, we want to travel. We don't, we didn't necessarily have the money then. So let's, you know, pack everything into a backpack, wear the suit on the plane and, and get a hundred dollar ticket. But I just Absolutely. think, um, and, and, you know, Luke, even you and I have different viewpoints on that, but it's not like we're that crazy far off. Um, it's just, you know, we still complement each other very well in business, 
Um, but yeah, just like surrounding yourself with other people that maybe you look up to, but you start to get to know them more and you're just like, Oh, they're just a normal human being. And they like to do other things as well. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. I really love this topic of just like keeping your priorities in check because I think it's really easy probably for, um, you know, anybody who's like ambitious, but, um, and I think a lot of the, um, the dirt bag community are very ambitious, um, and maybe like business minded and very focused and very excited to succeed, whatever that definition is for them. Um, so I'm curious, like both, both Luke's, like, what does that, what does it look like to create boundaries or, or are there certain like mental frameworks or questions that you ask to make sure that you're continuing to put your priorities in the right order in day to day? Like, what does that, what does that practice look like for you guys? Yeah, Luke, I'll start there. Um, my knee jerk reaction to that question is there is a bootstrapping stage in a phase where it is going to be longer hours, longer days, like just things that seem ridiculous. But uh, I actually saw this in a Facebook group that we're in the other day. It was like, when does this business owner stuff become fun? Like where you get to do whatever you want and travel and all that. But I think a lot of it is up here. It's the mindset. And I don't, Luke, I don't remember which episode it was, but we just talked about this. It's like, you got to have a goal and a vision and a mission that you're working towards. And so if you're just being a business owner, because everyone else says how great it is, like you're so far off from why you should actually be doing that in the first place, um, figure out like, what do you want to do, I guess, more so with your life? And that could be something very simple. Like I want to spend more time with my kids. Okay. How do, how are we going to do that? And kind of build it around that. And so a lot of people go into business because they work, they get to work for themselves. They get to make their own schedule. They get to potentially have that uncapped income, which money does buy you more time. Um, and it's, Sometimes it's just a fact, like unfortunately, where um, if you are handcuffed to a job to keep the lights on in your house, you're for sure going to keep the lights on in your house. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and live to your point too, like having your priorities set, um, but having that vision of what you're shooting for, then you can be as ambitious as possible, but you know that there's going to be sacrifices along the way but you can also have those priorities in place where you're not going to let um, number three, the number three priority cross number one, because that's not how this is going to work. And so you can, you can do it all. You just have to have a plan in place. You have to have a goal, a mission, and you got to surround yourself with good people that are going to encourage you to get there. Um, but at the end of the day too, there's some businesses that just don't work. There's some markets that are just bad to be in. There's some that just like suck. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the business you choose to be in or the people you surround yourself with. So that would be, I guess, my two cents is, you know, having that vision or that goal or that mission, and then focusing on that with some clear steps along the way of how you're going to get there. Well stated for my industry. I feel like it's a little bit different for anybody in the blue collar construction space, you're bootstrapping years that's not like a one year thing to where like, I'm going to put my time in now come year two, won't have to anymore. I feel like you are constantly doing that until, you know, I'll say the excavation space, 
in my opinion, that's probably one of the most heavily debted industries in the construction field because of how much equipment we have to pay. You know, obviously we've got our employee overhead. Everybody has that. The materials that we have to supply for, you know, underground, for um, soil corrections, whatever it may be, you know, we're holding that cost to where, again, the bootstrapping is constant. You can't, you can't set a schedule without infrastructure throughout your team. And you can't build that team with high profit, without high profits, basically. So, I mean, I look back at, you know, starting at 2018 and we're still, you know, it's 2023 now. We're not anywhere near where I want to be as far as like cash flow, as far as, you know, total income. Um, so as far as going back to the point of priorities, you know, you almost have to mesh your priorities with how you are building the business, right? Like right now I have a little bit more time to where I can get to the gym in the morning. A gym was never a priority of mine until honestly, probably last year to where I was like, I need to get back in shape because I lost that completely. I didn't have the time, didn't have the motivation, just didn't have the drive. And now I finally have the drive to where we've kind of built that solid foundation to where I can take that time to where I don't always have to be present. So again, in my field, it's just meshing your priorities with that picture that you have to paint and how you get there. That's good. Good answers, guys. I feel like um, that kind of like comes full circle to, I can't remember who asked the question of like, what does it look like to be like more well-rounded as a, as a, you know, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, whatever it may be, because I think everyone can sometimes get their, uh, I guess like a little too focused on a certain target. And then, um, you know, we all need to take a step back every now and then to make sure that like, is, uh, is that target even like worth all of the sacrifices that I'm giving it? Like sometimes, yes. Um, but I think there's, I'm blanking on the quote, but, um, like the biggest failure isn't trying something and failing. It's like putting all of this, I guess, uh, uh, putting everything into something and realizing, realizing it was the wrong goal or realizing like that wasn't the end solution like that isn't you know being being a um having a business worth x amount like that's not going to bring you fulfillment or happiness at the end of the day but like it can it can be part of that picture um but there's like a lot of other things that are needed and i think every every person has to make that like call for themselves of like what are the things that matter most to you that are going to bring you the most like fulfillment happiness um and like fulfill those around you too because um, you know, there's a lot of stories about a lot of people who are very successful and still really not happy. Um, and sometimes you have to get to the top of the mountain to realize like, that's not where success or happiness is found too. But, um, but yeah, thanks for sharing guys, like what the boundaries look like in your lives. I'm curious too, like Riley on your side of things, since like being a stay at home mom is like probably, the hardest place like I guess like role to play to have boundaries because like your entire life is your like family and like that is your priority like that should be a priority and like what does that look like for you to also set boundaries in place being a mom that's so true too because of course yeah my being in that role my priority is like our family and like our daughter 
Um, so sometimes I feel like even playing off of kind of what you said and also people being so like goal driven that they're just constantly trying to see the end goal or like where they think they, they want to see that they don't stop to think of like how far they've actually come. Um, and like the journey along the way of it. So like Luke P even you saying that, you know, it's been five years or however long and you're not even close to, you know, where you wanted to be. But like, if you look to see how far that you've like actually come, like you would take me through, like you said, Butler and look at all the machines and the thinking of like, Oh, I want that one day. I want that one day. And now you literally have all of those things. It's just like so cool to see. And like, you want just like want to make sure people like stop to see that and be like, Hey, just take a second, look at what you actually have done so far Think of all the things that you wanted to have five years ago and you literally like have them all. You know what I mean? So do these two listen to the Dirtbags podcast? (laughs) Luke's just like, oh, I just can't wait to meet Kevin someday. (laughs) Yeah. And you, yeah. Well, it's funny because we just had a podcast about this. I don't think they listen, to be honest. I don't think so either. So that was really funny that you guys basically just recapped that whole podcast. I but, feel like they did did a crash course right before this and uh, actually listened to that episode. They so good for every you guys. episode. And they're like, this, yeah. yeah. Like studying before a test. You yeah, got to cram them all in. Did our homework. <laughs> no, yeah. And it's hard to like align up your, um, like what were you saying? Like our um, boundaries and stuff. And like, yeah, my priorities are that and his priorities may, and maybe they ebb and flow in different stages of like where you're at with your business. You know, um, maybe you're at a point in your business where that does take priority for a second. And that's also falls on to your partner is you sometimes have to understand that a little bit. And that was definitely hard at the beginning too, of understanding. Cause I'd be like, Luke, what, it, like for what, what's this all for? You know, think about at the end of the day, what's going to happen at like, we all have the same like path. We're all going to die one day. What is like this all for sometimes if you're just putting all of your blood, sweat and tears into this. Um, and then you kind of let things fall the wayside in other areas. Um, but you have to also understand that that does ebb and flow a little bit. And that's kind of where communication comes in too of like, he's, if I let him know that and I let him see that, then he does kind of try and put a little bit of energy back into different priorities too, and not to take away from his biggest priority too, which is his business. Um, but to be able to sit back and let that sometimes be his biggest priority too. So. Yeah. And Riley, I'll just say I've never, I don't think I've ever really recorded with Luke before 7 30 PM central time, because that's his time with Lila. And so it's just even that too. And I guess, I'm going to just pat myself on the back. Like I respect that. I'm like, yep, you go have your family time. I got your back, man. I will. And we're on Pacific time too. So it's 5.30 PM my time. I'm like, I will stay up till 6.30 PM, you know, recording with you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's cool to see. And I think that's kind of the other end of the discussion too, is on the flip side, just having the respect for that. If somebody does have a clear like guideline of just, yeah, this is my time for family. I can definitely call you after. And I haven't really met many people that will not respect that. Um, Maybe just because I don't really want to work with them anyway. But uh, yeah, if you have a clear guideline or a clear boundary, like this is my anniversary, I'm going to spend time with my wife. Like, I don't think anyone would disrespect that. Exactly. So I think you guys both do a really great job of making sure your priorities do mesh 
together as far as what I can see Luke and Olivia you guys look like you take some fun trips and spend a lot of good time together so that's really good thank you I yeah I guess that is a a big um, priority for me uh, is Olivia and business and my faith and it's they kind of yeah they kind of all do mesh together now but I do think it's interesting how you brought that up I do think it's like a different stage of business. Um, you know, we scaled up so quick and now we're resetting a lot of our systems and the summertime is typically just a little bit slower for construction, bringing us on as a team. And so kind of gearing up for another winter phase and it's just like, yep, it, it's all good stuff, but, um, it doesn't always have to be like the same. And right. I think that's the exciting part about business and, um, Luke, why we probably love it so much is just like the thrill of the good and the bad days, because that kind of keeps us going or keeps me going for sure is like, you got to step in some poo every once in a while, you know, and can't have everything uh, go your way, but um, it keeps it exciting. Like you get to go out of the cave, kill something and bring it back. And uh, I think that's, that's very exciting. I agree. I think one of my biggest motivators in business is I love hearing converse like good conversations about other business owners and what they're known for. Right. I know I've had multiple and people are like that. You know who that is when they walk into a room because people are telling you what they accomplished. So I think maybe some psychology issues on my end, but I'm always like, I want to be the guy that knows he just got kicked the shit out of thrown mud on and he still got up and he is where he's at today because of that yeah. dude that's i don't, think, I don't think there's any psychology problems with that i think no, that, i don't think so either i think that's great but i think you worded it very well also um yeah dude i, th I think that's awesome because i mean i i'm sure everybody can resonate with i'm sure there's somebody that they know of a business owner or whoever and they know their accomplishments that's how they know that person is based on their accomplishments. Not that I want to be put on a pedestal or anything, right? But I just, I, me personally, I want to be known as I cannot be stopped. I think that's one of my business, my biggest drivers in business. Everyone's got their drivers, but that's mine. Luke, cannot what's your driver? Olivia, what's your driver? Riley, what's your driver? Let's hear him. me what's my yeah, driver what are your guys's drivers yeah that, that can bring a fun topic yeah luke start with you what are your, what are your drivers yeah uh my biggest driver and it's really showed these this last year and year and a half um pertaining to business is i love seeing others succeed um i just think it's such a big table like when you look at success in business however you define it um I love to see when people send me their wins or they'll send me a screenshot of when they closed a deal or they just get amped up. I'm like, it just really fires me up. I, I, you know, I'm very passionate about helping others and I want to see, I would rather see others succeed rather than me. Um, but I think that's because I know similar to you, Luke, like I'm going to make it happen and like, I will do what it takes to make it happen. But I want to make sure that like, everyone else is like succeeding because it is awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's you get to meet a lot of really cool people, do some amazing things, see some amazing places and uh, really just do what you want. But like that fulfillment of like, you know, 
if it's a business, like I built this from the ground up with so many people helping with so many good things going our way uh, with, you know, God driving this for me and giving me the resources for it. Like there's so many things that have to happen. It's never just on you, uh, but that's the beauty of it is a lot of times you can bring people together. And so that, uh, that really just fires me up. I love it. I love it. Riley, what are some of your drivers? <laughs> I guess my driver. Well, and I, and I think it's so interesting because we all have such different like roles. Um, but obviously my driver would be like for my family and our daughter and hopefully more kids one day is to actually raise them. You know what I mean? And, and play a role in that and say, I did that. I'm, you know, I helped make them who they are, hopefully, whether that's good or bad, but you know, that's, that's my driver is to be that person that really made your children who they are. So those kids are going to be our retirement someday. So we better, <laughs> you got to take care of them. how many, yeah. uh, how many kids? 10. Yeah. Right. Oh, I know. It's so hard to say, you know, we, I always feel like four is a good number, but I don't know who knows if we'll just have get blessed with one or if we'll get blessed with more. So Hopefully more though in the future. Yeah, you, you could have you could have three and then your fourth would be triplets and you're like, all right, guess we're doing six. Uh, Can't you imagine? Just roll yeah. with it, you know. <laughs> Durbin and I would get along so well, Luke. <laughs> oh, shout Olivia. out to Durbin again. Shout we out talked to about him twice in this podcast now. We have. We have. But That's Livia, awesome. what are some of your drivers? She is muted. Sorry, I realized that I muted myself because I was coughing earlier. Um, but I think mine are probably pretty similar. Both Luke E and Riley, like both kind of around other people, because I was thinking about it. And um, while it's always fun to kind of get some credit at the end of the day, like it's kind of like candy, like getting that sort of like um, praise or whatever it is. But what like really fills me up and um, gets me really excited is when I get to see other people growing and learning and becoming better. Um, and just to, like a glimpse into my like day-to-day -day as part of um, my role at Carvana is to work with a lot of senior business leaders to help them run their like mini businesses more effectively, essentially, um, and make good like people decisions. And like, how are we making people's jobs not suck? um at Carvana and um so for me like uh one of my drivers is just like making like making people love their jobs by making sure that they have like awesome leaders that like care for them and like people look up to them and they're making like wise decisions at the end of the day and um and also just like having fun because I think like everything can be fun if you choose it to make it fun it can also be really stressful if you choose to make it stressful like it's really a lot about perspective so I think like all that to say I, I think I for me like my drivers are like seeing other people succeed and seeing other people have a lot of fun while they're doing it cool you guys are very selfless way to go well, it's so interesting because I feel like Luke, like your guys' jobs too is like teaching people and not always just like teaching, but like Luke, e, you give people the tools to succeed in their business. Like that's your, you know, and Olivia, you are kind of doing the same too, like helping people succeed in their roles. And Luke P, I feel like your, you know, your job is to crush your goals and kind of 
I mean, outbid the competition, you know what I mean? So it's so different and different perspectives of what's going to drive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luca, I was just thinking as Liv was talking about, um, hiring and making people job, people's jobs suck less. Uh, we should have had her on with like the, the Doug castles, uh, podcast. That would have been awesome. Like that would have been a good one. Doug would have probably, I don't even know what Doug would have done, but he would have got some great advice. Yeah. Luke, you did a great job on that one though. That was, that was like one of my favorites, like how deep it got. And I was, I was kind of just like letting you roll with it. I'm we like, was kind of hey. just talk through the issues, which is kind of fun. Yeah. You, know, you guys I probably know exactly what we're talking about, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. You guys know exactly. For sure. I will say Luke on that one. I think I'm, I understood it so well. Cause I've been in that same position. Yeah. Yeah. So and and respectfully, really I didn't. And so I, but I also didn't pretend like I did and just like mm-hmm. start giving advice. And uh, yeah, I let you take that. And I think that's, what's really fun about, you know, having other guests on the, the show and the podcast is like, you know, we can kind of feed off of each other and we, we cover different areas. And if mm-hmm. both of us don't know, then we're like, all right, well, let's next talk to question. somebody that does next, yeah. next question, next, next episode. Um, let's get an ad read in here or something like that. But it uh no, I think it's been working really well and and uh yeah, super fun too to have. I agree. The ladies on the ladies the better on halves. Making us look a little bit better on here. Yeah, no kidding. Oh yeah, I speaking of that, that, um check us out on YouTube. Uh make sure to subscribe, follow the page. Uh, you can watch the show on there. Luke, this is our big push for YouTube. Everyone would stay Everyone away from on YouTube. Riley put her makeup on for YouTube tonight. So go <laughs> watch the YouTube video actually oh, I don't because i don't need any competition so don't watch the youtube oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it uh cool well as we wrap up uh live riley thank you so much for being on the dirtbags podcast uh luke i know this was a really fun one for me i'm so glad that we could bring them on and like show some diversity in our uh conversations and our topics more so and um dive a bit deeper into uh, things we haven't even talked about yet. So it's crazy. We're 38 episodes in and we haven't really touched on this stuff yet, but um, yeah, always trying to uh, bring on the best guests available. I agree. I agree. And ladies, thank you for taking the time out of your schedules. I know Riley, this is your uh, love Island time. So I'm sorry. I'm cutting into that. We're below Literally. deck, you know, We're below deck. Yeah. It's <laughs> showtime. So thank you guys so much for having us well. on. This was super fun. Yeah, this has been awesome. Is it time for embarrassing stories now? Do you have one? Actually, I'm (laughs) totally kidding. You have one for Luke. We could uh, let him rip. I have a few, Um, but no, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Dirtbags University. If you're still listening, we know you're probably already signed up. October sixteenth. It's a Monday night, seven thirty p.m. The link is live on our website. Go check it out and thank you for listening.